July 17th, 2017. I was broken, defeated, and dirty in a deep hole with no light, silently begging for something, someone, to come into sight. I felt too low for anything to reach me, too far for the flock to come find me. However, an arm, not too short to save, brought me out of that deep, deep cave. The arm was attached to my savior, so I knelt down in his presence and asked how I could return the favor. He said, you are clean. With eyes welled up with tears, I replied, what does this mean? He tenderly spoke, we will go to our father for his heart has desired. Hey guys, welcome to Laugh, Talk, Cry. This is episode number four with your host, Beatrice Madrid. There is no one in studio with me today, it's just me. As you can see, this episode is titled July 17th, 2017. When this is being released, this time is going to be July 17th, 2023. And that's exactly six years from the day that the Lord touched me and from the day that my life turned around Um, and I wanted to honor the Lord because he deserves all the honor all the praise all the thanks all of the glory for how he has touched me and how he continues to lead me on paths of righteousness for his name's sake Um, and so this is kind of my anniversary gift to the Lord um, and hopefully by the end of this podcast you will be encouraged to share your story for someone else to hear so that they would be encouraged. Um, I wholly believe that you should celebrate your anniversaries um, with the Lord as much as you can because He deserves it. I mean, every day He deserves some type of of thanksgiving from us. Um, But anyway, off of that, I I wanted to share how the Lord touched me and where I came, what I came out of, and what he brought me into. At the beginning of this podcast, you would have heard the poem that I wrote, um, and that is just a poetical um, kind of point of view of how I felt like the Lord really rescued me. Um, so we'll kind of dissect the poem a little bit, and then um, I'll tell you about the experience kind of alongside of it. We'll see how it goes. Um, so the beginning of it, of the poem it says that was broken, defeated, and dirty in a deep hole with no light. Prior to the Lord touching me on July 17th, 2017, I was in a relationship that was immoral. Um, I was drinking to kind of help myself sleep, <laughs> drinking uh, alcohol just for clarification, uh, to help myself sleep. Um, and I was just a, in a really dark hole. Um, I grew up knowing who God was, but my relationship with him was never fully established. And so there were no deep roots that could help me kind of get through the season that I was in prior to him touching me. And I didn't understand how he could, you know, which is so dark. It was so dark and so I was so deep that I felt like no one could come down and help me out. No one could come down and even bring a flashlight down. You know, it was so dark, so deep, 
so lonely, um, so depressing, and it was just a very bad time. <laughs> and so I felt so far away from God. Um, and I had heard the scripture that his arm is not too short to save. And maybe that's what really was deep in my spirit that I held on to without me knowing. Um, and maybe that was my really deep heart's cry for him to just come and save me. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't remember the, the thoughts of me even thinking about God come and save me or God this and that. It was just, I'm so far. I don't know how I got here and I don't know how to get out. And so right before the Lord saved me on July 17th, I had a couple of dreams, um, physical dreams of me not as if it was my last chance to kind of have some, um, to be saved. Uh, it was like random dreams of uh, me like flying off a car or something like that. And like right before I was about to hit impact, I just started praying and asking God to save me. And so I had those those dreams and um, and I'm not really a big dreamer. So I, I knew that I had to pay attention to what those are saying. And so I was like, oh no, I, was like, I, cannot, I cannot die without knowing God that he can save me. And so right literally a week before the Lord touched me, I was having those dreams. Um, and little did I know that my family was actually praying for me and, and, and praying for me to come back to the Father. Um, I was not living at, at, with my parents at all. I was living with uh, my boyfriend at the time. And so it, I wasn't with them physically, but they wanted me more than anything to come back to the Father. Um, and so I'm immensely grateful for them to be praying for me and to be crying, crying out for me to come back. And so that's a little bit of encouragement. If you are praying for somebody, keep praying for them to come back to the Lord. The Lord has his ear turned toward you. So July 17th, um, my mentor now, Jade DiColeta, um, love you, Jade, she was actually going to be speaking at a preteen camp, and she had invited me, and I thought that was kind of weird because I'm 20 years old, I'm going to be surrounded by these 10, 11, and 12-year-olds, and um, I felt that that was weird, but she's like, no, just come, just come, well, it'll be awesome. So she invited me to come and pray with them prior to the service, and I did not feel comfortable I did not feel worthy of being in the presence of her and my sister. And um, I think both my sisters were there being in, in their presence. And she asked me to pray and I felt so unworthy. I was living in the life of steep sin. Um, and it was just, I did not feel like I should be there. But she saw, she knew. And so I, I was there at the time of prayer before the service started. And then she said, I actually have a place for you at the front. I was like, okay. So I went to the front of the service, the front of the, the, front of the um, room, and we sat right in front of the altar. And so I hadn't been in a place of worship in quite a bit. Um, and so the worship was just so beautiful and intense. And I just let myself go at that moment and just worshiped God and, and just loved on him. And um, the Holy Spirit started moving, I think, after the teaching and, you know, services happening. And then um, the Holy Spirit starts moving and, and Jade starts moving with the Holy Spirit and, you know, praying for people. And, and she's laying hands on people. And 
Um, and I had been exposed to that, so I wasn't totally um, frightened <laughs> or, or caught off guard with what the what God was doing. But um, I did feel a deep sense in me. I'm like, and, so, and I said, Lord, touch me. I said, something needs to change. Something needs to happen. And um, I didn't say it out loud, but I deep in my heart, I said it. And I had my eyes closed, my hands were raised, and Jade was moving with the Holy Spirit come uh, on the stage. Then she came down from the stage and was moving around the altar. And every time she came, I could <laughs> I could just feel the Holy Spirit on, on her. And I could uh, feel myself kind of shaking. I was like, <gasps> close my eyes. And so she would move away and it would be fine. And she would come back closer in, in the vicinity. And she would feel, have the same feeling. And she would move away. And then she came and... Uh, I opened my eyes and we looked at each other for a split second and she put her hands on my face and and I just dropped down to her feet and I hugged her feet but I knew that I was hugging the Lord his Jesus's feet and I could see only only about his ankles and down and, and his white robe from what I could see and and I hugged him and um, later I find out that Jade has to pry herself off of me, so, so she keeps walking, but I'm kneeling down and, um, just sobbing because he touched me and all I could hear was, you are clean, you are clean, you are clean. And it always makes me want to cry because he's so good. And I've taught Christ so there's freedom. <laughs> but that's all I needed to hear at that moment was that I was clean. And that everything that I had done prior to that day, or even of on that same day prior to that moment, was cleansed. And not because of what I could do. I tried that. And I was in that deep hole that I probably dug myself. But it was because of what Jesus did. His body that was broken. His blood that was shed. His nailing to the cross. And his resurrection. Power. It was because of Jesus Christ that I could be clean. And the Father saw that I was clean. And he wanted me a part of his family. And so that moment changed everything. And from that moment, I have not been the same. I, I moved back home with my parents. I started wanted to serve the Lord. I wanted to be wherever His presence is going to be. I wanted to be there. I was starting to read my Bible and pray. And, and from six years later, I, I, it's just so beautiful with what the Lord has done. And it's just been deeper and deeper. And, and more layers are being pulled off of my heart and and more recesses, the small, the dark, hidden places in my heart are starting to be um, examined by the Lord. And, and so, but it only took that one touch, that one touch from Him. And for those who are listening, maybe this jog just joggles your memory of how the Lord touched you, the very first touch. Um, and for those who are listening who have never had that touch and and want him to touch you. Um, I just. He can. His arm is not too short. 
Isaiah 59.1 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not too short that it cannot save, nor his ear so impaired, another version says, dull, that it cannot hear. In the darkest place that I was in, he heard. He did not dull his ears. He wanted to hear. In the darkest place, the deepest place, the lowest point, his arm was not too short. He pulled me out. So to those who are listening, he can pull you out. He can pull out the one, the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter that you are praying for. He will pull them out. Keep praying fast if you need to and trust in the Lord. Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son really touched me because my parents and and Jade and and my sisters, they put it in, in, in a way that I could understand. They actually physically had, they didn't bring a robe, but it was a shirt. They gave me a ring. They didn't give me sandals, but it was shoes. And they symbolized what the father desires to do with every lost son and every lost daughter um, and what he wants to do. He wants to clothe them with love, clothe them with, with joy and peace and clothe them with um, dignity that he only you can get from him. And that marked me. And that was literally a few days after I had given my life to Christ, July 17, 2017. And so I just want you to know that um, I love Jesus. He's worthy to come to a humble position of kneeling down at his feet, of surrendering everything, because there were things I still needed to surrender. There's things I still need to surrender now. And he's so worthy of that. And so as you are praying for those who you want to come back to the Lord. If you're one who has not had that touch with God, um, cry out for it. His, his ears are not dull. Lay down the things that you need to lay down. Repent for the things that you need to repent. Um, do the hard things to get the best thing. And that's Jesus. Um, there's things, sacrifices I had to make within those few months. I had to let go of that relationship. I had to let go of of um, the job that I have and how to let go of uh, my own dreams and desires of that moment and just fully follow him. So Jesus desires for us to understand that his blood was enough. He desires to be the mediator between us and the Father. He desires for us to know God as our Father to know Holy Spirit and and be led by Holy Spirit and to truly love the Lord. And so I'm just going to pray with y'all, pray for y'all. And if you want that touch, just cry out. Say, Lord, I want that touch. Or Lord, I need to turn my life around. Lord, your arm is not too short. Your ear is not dull. You hear me, you see me. And you desire to come and save me. You desire to go and save those I have been praying for. Alrighty, so let's pray. Father, I thank you that six years ago you touched me. 
Lord, I thank you for where I am now because of your son, Jesus. His blood that was shed for me. His nailing to the cross. His resurrection and his ascension is what I believe in. And that is why I have eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for those who are praying for their prodigal sons and daughters and grandparents and friends, sisters and brothers and parents, God to come back to you, Lord, that you would hear their prayers, that your arm is not too short, that your ear is not dull. Lord, you turn your ear towards those who are praying for those to come back to you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this podcast, this episode would be an encouragement to those to reflect back on how you touched them. Lord, an encouragement for those who desire a touch from you, however it is. Lord, I honor you. I thank you for six years. And I pray for more in my life and more in those who are listening now. I love you, love you, love you. In the name of Jesus, amen. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening to episode number four. I would love to hear some of your stories. So if you want, you can go follow me on Instagram at laughtalkcry. You can just type in that handle. And then if you want to, you can DM me or comment or whatever you want to do. But I'd love to hear some of your touches with the Lord's stories. Um, I love y'all. Thank you. Bye.